That's me on the podcast Sharing a song With something to say about it With Thin Lear And Diagra Moon Losing my opinion Just uh, to kind of give my parting thoughts on last week's episode, our friend Mike came in talking about Dream Theater. Mm. You know, obviously I was pretty tepid on the whole thing you could say. I mean, I... I thought you were really well behaved. I was worried that you were going to be cantankerous. Yeah. And you were not. You were... It it wasn't that bad. And as I... Because, you know, metal is not going to be my genre, genre in the first place. Modern prog, I'm not usually messing with. Uh, Mike showed us five songs, even like the harder hitting kind of really chunky riff metal ones, you know, as, as I was editing the episode and hearing them for the second time, you know, I'm not about to hit the play button, but it was pretty good stuff for that. I was, I was Mm. warming up to it more and more, but then I realized why do I still feel a little bit of, when I think of dream, dream theater, just as a concept, those album covers all across the board, especially the more like Salvador Dali S mm-hmm. at some heinous stuff. I they turn you off. Maybe it's good we didn't get into it with Mike, but those are some all time terrible album covers across the board. I don't disagree, but I, I I like the whole aesthetic. Because I because I don't like it, I like it. I don't know what like that I means. love when we stumble across cult bands on this podcast. Like I think we need to make more of an effort to bring in fans of bands that we dislike because I admire sure. the fandom. Like if we could find a Kiss fan to have on, like I don't like any of their music or ethos or aesthetic products, but like I love the fact that it exists and I love that they have a oh, fandom. Yeah. And I feel similarly about Dream Theater where it's like when I went to that show with Mike, uh, I was really blown away, not necessarily by the band, but like just by the whole thing. Like it was just such an experience and people were so dedicated to this music. It was almost like the way I look at like people who are really religious and I'm like, I wish I had this <laughs> infrastructure and I wish sure. I cared about a band this way. Like, you know, the closest would be, I guess would be like Bowie or the Beatles or whatever. But even that it's like, no. I can say when they have a shit album and you know, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not even I realized how little it was actually about the music, which was pretty good. Sure. It for me it's the vocals. But it's, it's still vocals still, weren't it's, great, it's, but I, I could get past it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I admire the dedication. I've always admired Mike's dedication to the band. When I saw them live, it was like it was infectious. I could see how I could be a fan All of encompassing. the live experience. Yeah. Yeah. How do we introduce this? How show? do we? Well, I'll tell you what we do. We say what it's called. It's called uh-huh. Losing My it Opinion. It is. Losing My Opinion. Inimitable music podcast. Music opinion podcast. Encyclopedic. Uh... Are we even? I couldn't name you all 27 Dream Theater album titles without Googling it. Anyway, long story short, music pretty good. Album covers avert your eyes. Uh, I am underbaked this week. Indie artist Niagara Moon, a.k.a. Thomas Irwin. Underbaked? Irwin. I don't even know. Uh, I and am underdone. Uh, <laughs> Lightly seasoned indie artist Thin Lear, aka Matt Longo, and we surprised each other here on this show, right? <gasps> there, yeah, we flipped Ooh. it around. <laughs> you and I both have songs we're going to show to the other person today, and sort of a mm-hmm. 
a topic to explore, maybe an argument to make, but the other person has no idea what to expect, and it'll show soon enough. <laughs> Perpetually underprepared. So, you got a good one yeah, for this sometimes week? Sometimes even the person delivering the information has uh, <laughs> no idea what they're doing. You know, not preparing anything for last week's episode and just stumbling through it has given me the confidence I need to be even more negligent one of in my note-taking for episodes. Us. <laughs> I really hope that comes across this week. Do I? Am I allowed to do a segment? Yeah, do your today? segment. Get it, get it, get it over with. What do you got? Get it over with. Okay, that's good. I could, I could feel the warmth that we're starting with an open <laughs> mind when someone says, "Get it over with." <laughs> um, Say your piece. So I have a little. Uh, <laughs> I have a preamble for today's segment. Sure. So uh, Emily and I, uh, my wife wanted to do a late Valentine's Day dinner this weekend. So we drove Alma, my child, to Brooklyn to stay with Emily's family. We had a lovely time. Uh, But the real thing I want to discuss here is the fact that we were in the car for hours, like five hours, on this back and forth trip. And guess what? Alma has really specific preferences for what she should be listening to on car trips. So, you know, she loves Bowie. She loves the Beatles. She has very specific songs in mind. She doesn't mess around. She'll even change songs like midway through if the tempo is too slow. She'll be like, all right, next. Like, let's. And she doesn't care if you're driving. Like, it doesn't matter. Safety is not. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Not on her mind. It's dangerous. You let her operate the uh, iPhone at least, right? <laughs> yeah, she makes yeah. a playlist. Yeah, she's got access to the Bluetooth. Well, she does actually have a playlist. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Because uh, inevitably, we also veer into children's song territory because she still holds those tunes in high regard. And I know we did a segment on children's songs a while back, but guess what? I'm doing a part two. Oh, no. Because uh, you're not the only one who gets to do that with your guilty pleasure <laughs> episodes. I think you've dipped into that three times now. It's, it's fun every time. This is the time. first part two. <laughs> it is. It is good. Yeah. This is the you first got your own recurring segment. Yeah, this is my recurring segment. The, the toddler playlist continues. Toddler playlist. Uh, this is like the next phase of, this is her as a toddler. I mean, I think the first playlist we did was just like kind of whatever she gravitated towards as a very little baby. But now she's got like tastes and real real opinions. Mm. Um, so the songs we're going to do today, very different from the previous batch. Uh, this is going to be brutal for you because we're not mixing in anything else today. We're not talking about, like she loves Starman, Rebel Rebel. She loves I'm Only Sleeping. For some reason she loves that song. We're not <laughs> listening to any of that. None of it. It's about real kids' music. Hmm. Um, and if you can recall, the goal last time was not to be like, do I like this or do I dislike this? But it was more about ranking the songs in order of how many times you could listen to them. Repeatability. Repeatability. Is that a word? Yeah. It is now. I guess repeatability. <laughs> so repeat listening is what we have in mind. Okay? So I got a bunch of these, so I want to dive right in. <laughs> Let's start off with one that I think should be played by the government when they're trying to drive people insane. Uh, you remember like the David Koresh cult and they were playing like Metallica and stuff outside and Waco to try to get them to leave. Mm. They should have played this instead of Metallica. Now, where does she find all these songs? Like where does she discover these songs? How does she know about them? It's just in the ether. When she's yelling for something and we're in the car or we're, or, or we're at home and she wants to hear music. And like, it's, it's just, these songs are found often in a frenzy. We're just like, okay, well, I'll put something on. And you put something on and you look up children's playlist or YouTube it or whatever it is. And it's often the stuff that is rising to the top in terms of popularity. 
So a lot of these songs came from this like learning channel playlist or whatever, because that's what we found in the moment we needed it. All right. But these are all massively popular. Like you're going to see some of the numbers on YouTube for this and be like, 45 what, what am million. I doing? <laughs> Honestly, that's nothing compared to some of the numbers that are on these songs. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we should be going into business as children's music writers. And, and some of these people I actually think have a lot of skill. And we'll talk about that. 45 million plays on YouTube would be like 140 bucks. $140.35 and a hot sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this this first song we're listening to is Boom Chicka Boom. What's great about this song, or not great, is that there's a version for literally every kind of experience. There's a Christmas one. There's There's one about a bouncy ball for some reason. I don't know what season that is, but... Uh, it, it feels like they record like 12 of these a day because they keep the instrumental track and they change the lyrics. So I want you to listen to this song. Try to disregard the video because that is like... I'm not going to look at the video. Yeah. It's, yeah, just don't look at that. Forget about that. Um, but listen to the song and I want you to think about repeat plays. Okay? Right. We're, starting off, we're starting off difficult here. This might be one of the, one of the more brutal ones. Okay. Here goes nothing. Boom, chicka, boom. Doesn't say this is just from the learning station on YouTube. I guess that would be considered the artist. (laughs) Yeah, that's the artist. Let's try it out here. This is a repeat after me song. So make sure you repeat everything I say and do. I said a boom, chicka, boom. 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 I said a boom, chicka, rock it, chicka. You love the baby style part, don't you? You know this drills into the center of my cerebral cortex. Oh, God. It's not a song. <laughs> Cowboy style. Wait, listen, to do this techno thing here, right? Listen. I said a boom, chicka boom. Do you like that synth? That's from something else. They're just they're ripping off the beat. <laughs> this is a giant ripoff. This beat's pretty fat. One more time. Motorcycle style. I said a broom, chicka room. I thought this was gonna be a song. Yeah, this is chaos, right? This is like pure chaos. This is anarchy. It's anarchy. And all of the songs are like six minutes long. Because they're meant to just kind of be on. Like, it's not meant to be listened to, really. It's just sort of meant to be the, like, a, like a pacifier. I can't get through the rest of that. I, I, that kind of music makes me... It's so derivative. Because there are other ones on... Right. There are other ones that are on here that feel like... Like they're trying to help kids learn or something like that. This one just... It feels like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. Hey, you're learning that motorcycles go vroom. Chick of vroom. Uh, chick of vroom. Yeah. Do you think you could listen to that a lot? Are we sure AI didn't write this? <laughs> I think it was pre-AI. Okay. This is pretty. You can't blame it on robots. This is a this is a man-made monster. Uh, 
Could you listen to that? I'm going to say I heard that song probably six times in the last two days. <laughs> full, full all the way through. That sucks, bro. Keep that in your mind. I couldn't even get through it the once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get through the full. We didn't get through the full version. Let's let's bring things down a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you a little better here. Uh, although maybe not. I don't know. You might absolutely hate this. This one. I'm not gonna tell you how I feel about it, but uh, this song it feels like it's called uh, uh, Pete the Cat and His White Shoes. Okay. Um, and it's by this guy who named Eric Litwin, who goes by Mister Eric. And he seems like kind of a raffy fellow. His delivery on this song, I, I, I can't put my finger on it. Like, I don't know what he's doing, but I want you to f- try to figure out what, what it is he's trying to do, do with this cadence. And I feel like they're sampling the song, I Know What Boys Like. <laughs> I know what boys like. Like, I feel I like they're sampling that song. I know what guys want. Which seems kind of inappropriate for source material. Yeah. But there's also an empire that's built around this song. Like, there are books. We were at the bookstore the other day. Like, the, the book that goes along with it, there's dolls. I've seen this Pete the Cat. I've seen this character. Well, it came from this. This is this is the, the epicenter of that empire. All right. I have somewhat higher hopes for this. Pete the Cat okay. seems to be a solid uh, children's book character. All right. I like his vibe. All right. Uh, Mr. Eric. Let's see what this is all about. Long songs today. So far, these are all, like... Creeping in at four minutes. Yeah, it's a bit similar to Dream Theater. Yeah. All right, here we go. Pete the cat was walking down the street. Oh, it was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. The children were playing. <laughs> he was feeling good. He was wearing his brand new white shoes. His voice shoes. sounds a little like yours. Ooh, oh, he God, loved come on. those white shoes. He uses shoes. it differently. He loves it's the same so register, you know, I though. talk like this? He walked down hey, the street. No, you don't talk like this. this. You just have the song. same vocal cords. I love my white shoes. Isn't that I Know What Boys Like? Yes, it is. Oh, no. <laughs> he stepped in a large pile of strawberries. Strawberries. What color did it turn his shoes? Red. Did he cry? He just started singing. I don't like all this. these pauses. I mean, this part's kind of baller, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's catchy. I don't, I don't like the interludes. <laughs> yeah, this is that that organic baseline. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> he stepped in an enormous pile. So yeah, be the cat just steps in different blueberries. Blueberries. Blue <laughs> just different colored shoe. things, and he doesn't get upset about it. I think this song, this song has a good message, though, because he's not getting upset about it. He's yeah. just like, you know, forget about it. I'm going to keep enjoying these shoes. But yeah, the delivery of the song it's so is... so breathy. It's real breathy. I'm not saying that you deliver your songs like this guy. I'm just saying, feel like it's the same sort of general voice makeup. Maybe if, if he covered a Thin Lear song, I bet it'd be a pretty close comparison. Just, just, a, th- oh, maybe. just a hunch. Yeah, that's great. That um, wasn't so bad, except for the creepy f- factor. But that that was all right. Yeah, it was a bit. All. Yeah, I, that's why. I, like, I can't put my finger on what his delivery is. He really he he holds out for the next word, and then blueberries. <laughs> it's a little too much of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- this next song is actually this is the only one I was familiar with beforehand. Okay. Um, we sang this one when I was a kid. 
didn't like it then, don't like it now. Uh, this one just really feels like a bunch of bullshit in a way that even the others are not. Hmm. I know it's supposed to be silly, but it's just like uh, mildly disturbing. It's called Down by the Bay. Do you know this one? I never heard of Down by the Bay. Don't know what to expect. Let's dig in. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I would figure that you knew this one. It's, it's pretty popular. But by the same. way, if this is your first episode of Losing My Opinion, often we play like enjoyable music or uh, it's things of substance, interesting new discoveries. <laughs> this is an exception. <laughs> if you're if you're hovering over that uh, unsubscribe button, just wanted to put that out there. Well, this is one of our finest musical experiences so far. Down by the bay. Here we go. Down by the bay, where the watermelons grow. Nice vibrato. Back to my home. Some decent changes in the song. I dare not go. For if I never heard this. My mother will say, did you ever see a cat wearing a hat down by the bay, down by the bay, where the watermelons grow, like back to my home, I dare not go. I feel like he likes one the best. For if yeah, I this do, is ranking pretty highly. My mother will wow. say. What you started with some real shit, so <laughs> what you were expecting. This is a breath of fresh air, honestly. Wow. Yeah, I would, back to my would not have predicted that. I dare not go, for if I do, my mother will say, Did you ever see a frog walking a dog down by the bay, down by the bay? Yeah, so it's just sort of Where continues. the watermelons grow. Yeah, it does uh, need a B section. Back to my home. <laughs> right. I dare not go. Yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of bridges in children's music, you know? My mother will say. It's not about that. Did you ever see a bear combing his hair? Right, this is yeah. The bay, down by there's no the message bay. to the song. Where the watermelons grow. That's the part back I like when the watermelons home. do three part harmony. Uh so you like that one the best so far, it seems like. Definitely. No contest. How many times have you heard that one? Hundreds of times. <laughs> <laughs> like, confidently say hundreds of times. I mean, my enthusiasm would wane pretty quickly. Don't don't get this sure. mistaken here. But Yeah, sometimes I sing harmony of these songs because I don't know what else to do with my brain. Yeah. So I have some pretty, pretty interesting <laughs> harmonies to a lot of this music. <laughs> uh, this next song was not familiar with. This song, I think this is the one that has like 100 million views or something like that. It's called Herman the Worm. Mm. It just kind of meanders along. It's so popular. <laughs> I think it's about counting. I don't know. But this 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 one does not grab me. See if you like it. You like the last one and I don't like that. So All right. Do you have harmonies for this one too? Um, I don't think I have harmonies for this one. Right. It's not like it's not super musical. Last one's musical. That, I'll give it that. Yeah, that's that's why I liked it above uh, the other two so far. Yeah, that's like an arrangement. Blueberry. <laughs> Stepped in a pile of... <laughs> he gets up real close to the mic. <laughs> yeah, you're like the wetness of his mouth. And I'll be like driving and it'll just be like silence for like 10 seconds while it's happening. All right, here we go. 
uh, Herman the Worm by the Learning Station. <sighs> Herman the Worm from the award-winning CD Action Fun Dance by the Learning Station. This is such shit, this song. I was sitting on a fence post, slapping on my left knee, chewing on my bubble gum, chomp, 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 playing with my yo-yo, doo-wop, 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 and watching the birds fly by. And then along came Herman the Worm, and he was this big. I asked Herman what happened, and he said, I swallowed one grape. Yeah, this is one of those sounds like they're making it up as they go along. Doesn't it sound like the cadence of it, or the, or it's like the syllables aren't right, like they're not landing where they should be. Yeah, ChatGPT wrote this. How many views does this song have? 40 million? That's what I'm saying. I asked Herman what happened. That's what I'm saying. What is charming about this song? It makes the child quiet for three minutes. That's all the charm you need. It does, though. It does. Like the worst (laughs) novel, like she chills out. I don't understand. Uh, Yeah, this sucks, bro. Why does this go on for an hour? (laughs) Why is this an hour hour long? long? I think it's a loop. (laughs) <laughs> so oh my can, god it's a li- so you can hang yourself and, and have said, enough time <laughs> to expire swallowed three grapefruits uh, I was sitting on a fence post oh, this is ass bro yeah okay so we agree on that one the, these see the thing with these learning station songs it sound you can hear that they're putting the bare minimum into the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Into the yeah. production the thing about mr eric i feel like he was really trying to make something there was care and he captured something yeah yeah it was real music yeah and obviously that uh, third tune you know had a cool little jazzy arrangement there's love in there i don't hear love in these learning station songs yeah i agree i agree. I'm, I'm right there with you i'm gonna we're gonna end with my favorite one this is okay. a song that I I hear love in this song. Maybe I've gone fully insane, but sure. I think that this one is like a fully realized song. The melody is pretty advanced. It has changes that go places. It's written by a musician named Patty Shukla. Shukla? I think she's like pretty popular in the, the children's music world. But uh, see, what, see what you think. I, I actually, I could listen to this song. I, I feel like this is repeatability here. This is Train Song, Choo Choo Train. Yes. What this is called? Choo Choo Train. like the little kids music they had when i was growing up <laughs> oh, man. they used to do it old man stuff yeah i think uh I, I think it's like a full song it's like a complete song they got a little organ in there yeah i don't feel bad when i'm playing this for her 
this is like, oh, yeah, kids are supposed to have songs like this, and there's something about it where I can sort of partition my brain and not, yeah. like, yeah. let it actually bother me. It doesn't me. make me feel like my brain is eating itself, which is what some of the songs feel like. This does get stuck in my head. I don't mind it, though. I'll get on that train. Oh yeah, there's like a bridge too. There's like a little oh, she did it. She did it. Yeah, we somebody put a bridge in one of these goddamn songs. <laughs> All right, so how are you ranking these in terms of how many times you could actually hear them before you lost your mind? We got Boom Chicka Boom, we got Pete the Cat, Herman the Worm, <laughs> shit, Down by the Bay, and Choo Choo Train. Well, Down by the Bay is number one. Wow. Okay. That's- that's a standard uh, with a very thoughtful arrangement, I thought. Sure. Uh, as far as these kinds of things go. Uh, Patty Shukla with, with Choo Choo Trains getting number two. Okay. Uh, breathy up up close to the mic, uh, pregnant pause guy. <laughs> uh, what was that song again? Oh, Pete the Cat song. Pete yeah, the that, Cat That'll be choose. number three. That was, that was still palatable. Okay. Uh, yeah, Herman the Worm. That was re- that was lazy that one, but I guess that's gonna be number four. Still, boom chicka uh, yeah. boom last. Boom chicka boom is like, yeah. I think that's a song we could all go against, and like we'll sit down in the car, and as soon as like I put her in the car seat, I'll just hear it from the back seat. Chicka boom, must be like ah. Oh. Oh, so you got to show her the Van Morrison song, Chicka boom, Chicka boom. There's a Van Morrison song. Is that on his Wait. latest record? No, no, no. That's some early stuff. Oh, we're gonna listen to that. This is the boom chicka boom I know about. This is. I think you should swap this out sometime. See how it goes. Should I make her listen to listen to the lion? Well, you work your way up to that. That that's advanced <laughs> that's level. The, yeah, that's advanced. He does Morrison. turn into a lion in that song. That's yeah. like fun <sighs> for kids. He growls. You work your way up to the to that. You could st- see if she notices. Switch out one chicka boom for another. Okay. I'm, I'm surprised you don't know the song. It's from like don't. the the Bang Records days. So the mid 60s. I don't know all of that. Oh, it's good stuff. I kind of come in around like TB Sheets, like that record. I mean, it's it's a similar era. He's got a lot of solid, like simple, you know, almost it's almost them level, you know, his first band, okay. but the production's a little cleaner. Uh, Chicka Boom, this is just a fun, like, who cares rock and roll track. See, see if, if you could slide this one in there. You love the Just vocals, right? Stumbling into the room. I feel like if I played this, it just might remind her of the other song. It should be like, why is that not playing? Well, you could be like, they got rid of that song, sweetie. I can't find it. <laughs> this, this is one. all we have now. Yeah. That's a fun song. Probably sing that part. I don't know how kids' brains work. They like Van Morrison, right? Surprised you never heard this one. I've never heard it. Has Van Morrison written a children's album? Is that what Hard Knows the Highway was? Aren't they all in a way? Because he's yeah. young at heart. 
Yeah, I'm trying to imagine him like you know doing a public appearance in a classroom or something. <laughs> He'd just be talking about like his publishing split or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who not to trust? <laughs> Don't take my hat. One of them would be trying to like wear his hat. Don't take my hat. Coughing on a child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad I showed you some more brain rot. And uh, when we do this, I feel like I get to purge some of it, you know, because it's such yeah. a private experience listening to this stuff every day. Cards on the table. Nothing what today was as bad as garbage truck yeah 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 oh, like you she, she got off you that. brought the shit in the first time around yeah she got off that she's train. moved on from that yeah we haven't listened to that good in, in a long time thankfully that was the worst i was hearing that every day sometimes uh, twice a day i think the older she gets her her taste is going to get more and more refined by the time she's four she'll be listening to uh vivaldi and she'll tell you her favorite <laughs> ravel piece yeah maybe one can only hope well, okay, what have you been listening to this week? Listen, my opinion. What have I been listening to? Blueberries. Uh, <laughs> so what have I been, what have, what's been going on you with me? You stepped in a pile of blueberries when you were writing this? <laughs> All right, well, so recently, well, we talked about Dream Theater recently, but before that, you know, we've been talking about spoken word mm. in music when it pops up been talking about funny or distinct moments of vocal ad-libbing in a song. Abigail DeVoe came in talking about different classic rock artists. What I thought might be interesting to look at a little bit is uh, screaming in music. Screamo or just screaming? Not music where they're just, that's screaming is the order of the day and it's happening in every song. So I'm not talking about screamo. I'm not talking about Nickelback. I mean, I could talk about James Brown, but I feel like it's kind of what's the point? It's okay. like there's nothing to explore there. Yes, he he screams in pretty much every song. It's fucking awesome. He's a god of music. You know, we could get into it if we want, but I thought that wouldn't be as interesting to look at James Brown specifically. But he is he's he's the king of of a good scream. So we're looking at artists who typically do not scream. Yeah, you don't think of them as that's not the first thing you're going to think of necessarily. Okay, but so it's like they they slip it in there. Uh, atypical screaming is what we're looking at today. Varying degrees of atypical screaming, yeah, uh, would be the the full title. <laughs> that's going to be the name of my autobiography. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, because it's uh, this ep- this whole episode could just be James Brown. Um, sort of side tangent before I get off the subject of the man is not liking James Brown. Is that like not appreciating the wizard of Oz when it comes to movies? Like, is that just hard? It's hard to trust somebody's taste if they don't enjoy that. Yeah. I think it goes into that category. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to trust. You can't mess with them. I want to say that one of the best screams I've ever heard is Wilson Pickett land of a thousand dances Mm. going into one of those choruses. My God. That's a scream. Mm. I'll have to check that one out. I, li- I liked what you showed me, Pickett, so far. So that's all. It's it's a pretty modest uh, conceit today. Just hearing different examples of, uh, of screaming <laughs> in, uh, in some songs here. First one up, I guess it's not super atypical for this artist, but I, uh, you know me, I love me some Modest Mouse. You do? <laughs> well, he, he screams a little bit. 
I mean, it is every so often. Yeah, he'll he'll yeah. he uses it as a device more than being a screamer. He does, doesn't he? Is he screaming? Is he shouting? Is he just <laughs> singing with force? I don't know quite what you call it, but I love it. I like you know. I drove my car into a car. <laughs> know, that's not quite screaming. I'm going to say that's that's hollering. <laughs> There's certain songs, though, especially earlier on in their career. Uh, you know, my favorite album by them, Lonesome Crowded West from 1997. Mm. He is shouting at the top of his lungs sometimes. And I'm normally not the kind of guy that goes for that, but I love it. Can't mm. get enough of it. Love that album. I wanted to play for us here, Teeth Like God's Shoeshine. Okay. You know that one? I feel like I've heard it. I don't, I can't remember. So I think this is a great example of what I'm talking about. And also, I maybe you can help uh, illuminate me on this sort of decode the mystery why do i love this so much when i'm not normally a hard rock screen guy like yeah it is interesting that you like this band so much this is usually not your wheelhouse of music there's something so unique about them mm. uh i just it's it's a whole other world for me and i i love the energy and this track this is like the opening of the album they go hard out of the gate uh you'll you'll hear in a second here so we'll, we'll play a little bit of teeth like god's shoe shine okay <laughs> the top of the ocean, yeah, from the bottom of the sky, not that hell, well, I can't climb the bottom, I can't hell, you know that I can't wear. Why is that so fun? From the top of the ocean, yeah, from the bottom of the sky, not that hell, well, I can't climb the bottom, I can't hell, you know that I can't. It is funny to me that you really like this. But don't like other music that's like I it. like the lyrics too. I do listen for his his words. Oh, sounds like he's about to run out of breath. <laughs> do you like the Pixies? I don't think we've ever talked about that. I do like a lot of Pixies, yeah. That's, do that's, you like when Frank Black yells like this? I do, actually. Yeah, that's another example. I always thought their voices were a little similar to Baser. Yeah, let's just, I didn't have that prepared. Let's just listen to DeBaser right now. That's, that's the perfect example of a Frank Black scream. <laughs> he sounds demented on that one. That's the cutting up eyeballs, right? Yeah, slicing up eyeballs. I can't believe I forgot about that one. That's a prime example of like screaming. And it, he doesn't scream every song. He's a wave of mutilation. No. He, yeah. And he, I think he uses it similar to um, Isaac Brock. Totally. In, that, in the sense that it's like, mixed with melodicism oh yeah no they're they're tight pop songwriters for sure yeah i want to get to the point of the song where he's like the baser <laughs> like it's it's the weird <laughs> pause in it i don't know where that is in the song but fuck it we'll just we'll just play it from the top here we'll find it i knew a guy in college who um i asked him uh what kind of music he was into and he said uh the pixies and i was like oh what else do you listen to and he just said just the pixies <laughs> <laughs> weird <laughs> he was dead serious like, right. I mean, they cover a lot of ground, but it seems odd that you'd... That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of pixies. 
All right, here we go. Debaser from uh, Doolittle, their best album, if you ask me. Uh, 
Mm. You got to you got to be careful with Lou. You're a big fan of this album, right? Plastic Ono Band, the it's, first. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's the best thing he ever did outside of the Beatles, obviously. Mm. I think it might be, and you're probably going to disagree with, with me on this, I think it might be the best record any of them did outside of the Beatles. Yeah. I, I know you probably say all things must it's, pass. But. It's in the conversation. Uh, yeah. But like focus on the best parts of all things must pass, it's like blows that other shit out of the water. But it's, mm. it's a good one. I, I really do enjoy this album. It's a record you could put next to, like I know why Lou Reed likes it so much. You know, you could put it next to Velvet Underground or it's very minimal. Yeah, yeah anything like that, and and anything alternative, and you could draw draw a straight line back to that record. Yeah. So this this song's called "Well, Well, Well." I am going about two minutes in. He he starts off more normally, and then it it devolves into uh, chaos. <laughs> a lot of the songs in that record go to that place. <laughs> Sometimes he turns into Cookie Monster. Sometimes he's just screaming. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, he's got a lot of time to scream. This this one runs about six minutes long. Uh, we we won't play the whole thing, but you'll get a sense here. Here we go. Nineteen seventy. That slapback. Phil Spector on this one. Slapback on everything. Chaos too. Yeah, these sound real painful. We're just getting some sick joy out of hearing his anguish here. Another three minutes. He's <laughs> getting sloppy now. <laughs> this is making you want to start doing primal scream therapy. Would you would you do a primal scream therapy session with me, where we scream in each other's faces? Oh. Yeah, let's uh, let's put that on the Patreon. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> right. we'll do a whole episode, <laughs> and we come on the next episode. Our voices are just shot. This <laughs> next time, it's so nice to see you. <laughs> oh boy! All right, well, got a couple more uh, a couple more tunes to check out here. But you're exactly right. I, I want to hear the the physical pain in the performance. That's really what, apparently what it comes down to. Yeah, you're like a real uh, sadist with the <sighs> screaming. Well, I bet you didn't expect this artist to be brought up today. Leonard Cohen. That Leonard Cohen. Jeez, what song does he... Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of this song. I, I feel like I know what you're going <laughs> to... I just say it. I, I can't. Yeah. Uh, so even Leonard Cohen will scream. Diamonds in the Mine? Yes. Yes. Diamonds in yes. the Mine. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I knew, I knew I could get it if I just had faith in myself. I love that song. And it's insane. It sounds insane. Yeah, 
Even the quiet, polite uh, balladier from French Canada has got to let loose every once in a while here. Well, he is talking about self-annihilation, so, you know. Yeah. This is not an exuberant song. <laughs> well, it, it is in a weird way. So if you listen to the album, this is from Songs of Love and Hate. Damn, that's a depressing album. That whole record it's is so, so rough. It's so rough. 1971. I mean, it's his, my favorite album of his. It's fucking great. It, yeah, it might be. Yeah. Uh, it's a very oppressive atmosphere. This song musically is so much more upbeat than like anything else on that album, but yet yeah, it's, it's like the darkest. Yeah. It's it's real twisted. Yeah, the uh, message is like there's just no hope moving forward. Like there's nothing out there. Yeah. <laughs> and that record starts with Avalanche, which is like his oh, maybe yeah. his second most depressing song. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great album, top to bottom. But you know, most of that album, and pretty much over the course of his career, he's he sings like this. Mm-hmm. He's very intentional. You know, composed. He he lets this is Lenny letting loose on this song. Mm. Uh, by the time you get to the halfway point here, uh, so we're gonna check out some uh, some diamonds in the mine. There's a live version of this that's really good too. Does he scream in that one? Yeah, yeah. His voice is blown out. Yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> There is no comfort in the covens of the witch Some very clever doctor went and sterilized the bitch It's like, alright, take it easy, I get it And the only man of energy, yes, the revolution's pride He trained a hundred women just to kill an unborn child And there are no letters in the mailbox Oh no, there are no No grapes upon your vine And there are There are no chocolates in your boxes anymore And there are No diamonds in your mine crazy that that song is is unsettling even more than uh well 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 i think because it's so atypical of oh, him yeah. <laughs> and that song i mean it's just so depressing like the the lyrics just so uh perfectly encapsulate the color colorless feelings of depression and the way that he delivers it with like just uh that jaunty backing group and the the, the pristine vocals of the the women that he always had yeah. as backing vocalists like it's a weird juxtaposition there. Yeah. And like, you know, a lot of these other examples, maybe not all of them, but yeah, well, 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 John Lennon, he doesn't sound angry at something specifically. Like Cohen sounds disgusted. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> in that track. This. Yeah. 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 You know, what's funny. I played Twist and Shout for Alma in the car the other day. And you mm. know what she said? She said, John's angry. 
Ah, oh, God damn said, it. Kids right? are smart. Isn't that smart? I was like, well, you know, he's not he angry. Is. He's just like, you know, well, I guess he's kind of an angry guy, but, you know, he's more in this song. He's just having fun. He's just yelling. He's yeah. But you could hear it even then. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. She heard the rasp. She's got that emotional intuition. That's right. Yeah. John was angry. Well, you haven't even shown her um, Run for Your Life yet, I'm guessing. No, we're going to stay away from that song for a little bit. Okay. That might be the Beatles' worst song. That song kind of sucks as a song. Either that or like, why don't we do it in the road or something. But that, yeah, that yeah, song is- it's, it's no fun. Probably towards the bottom. Why don't we do it in the road? It's kind of fun and it's short and it's just dumb. Like, and it, 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 I feel like it's kind of unfair to talk about not good songs in the White Album because it's just like not meant to- the point. It's a grab bag, yeah. Yeah. Run For Your Life is a rubber soul closer. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on. one of the greatest records. You yeah. can do better. Yeah. Put Paperback Writer back on there or something. Yeah. Uh, actually that didn't come out until the revolver sessions <laughs> uh so i do have one more thing here just because we gotta pad this episode we gotta stretch out time uh i haven't cleared this one i have not heard the song i just read about it seemed funny seemed like it would work for our purposes okay the artist is called screaming jay hawkins i put a spell on you I mean, we. I know that song. I love that song. I'm not going to show that. That. That's. No, I, was that say, I don't know. Sometimes you don't know a song, and I'm just like, How yeah. No, I. I would be in trouble if I didn't know. Uh, I put a spell on you. That's. That's an all-time favorite of mine. Uh, but that. I don't know. That's kind of like James Brown. It's like, yeah. So what? Yes, there. There is this. Of course, there is. Right. It's great. Uh, I wanted to play a different Screaming Jay Hawkins song that I'd never heard. Apparently, the guy's got a million albums. He was in the business forever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> His life is endlessly fascinating, as I was starting to read about it on Wikipedia. He's got a song from 1969, Mr. Screamin' Jay. Song is called Constipation Blues. I couldn't help myself. I feel like I know what this is going to be like. and You think? I'm not sure we need to hear it, but we must. But we're here already. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's, let's rate the screaming in this one, assuming okay. there is any. Uh, against uh, the other tunes we've heard today. Ladies and gentlemen, most people record songs about love, heartbreak, loneliness, being broke. Nobody's actually went out and recorded a song about real pain. The band and I have just returned from the general hospital where we caught a man in the right position. Oh, God. We named this song constipation blues or you know what I've heard this Okay. This is grunting, though. This isn't screaming. No, this is not. Well, it's a little screaming. It's not gimmicky, though. There's no. It's like when a saxophone 
plays free jazz, you start hearing tonalities that you wouldn't normally expect from the instrument. Yeah. He's kind of doing that with his voice here. <laughs> Got a pain down inside. Won't be denied. Every time I try, this, this I can't be satisfied. I mean, unless you're looking at the lyrics. Four and a half minutes. That's a long song. Four and a half minutes is long for that concept. Yeah, for so. late 60s soul, I guess it's on the longer side, yeah. Yeah. Well, the guy was a maverick. Well, it was what it's what he said it was going to be. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't bring up uh, Harry Nielsen oh. on the Pussycats record where he yeah. blew his voice out. Yeah, I, you know, I, I could have done that. Totally. Oh, well, another day. Maybe I'll I'll bring in my part two for this idea. Oh God, I don't think we need a a screaming part two. Well, what did we learn today? I think we learned that you are not ready for the parenting experience of listening yeah. to children's music a thousand times over and over again. It's tricky, very tricky. You know, the internet. That's another downside. Of the internet is exposing parents to these ass tunes because back in the day buy a record you know you might only have one raffi cd but raffi's a fucking professional and he's got your yeah. back yeah yeah ta a, cassette a professional. tape they had you covered you know and that's yeah. all baby had to choose from that's all baby was going to get and it was okay and now they're <laughs> you're getting tortured tortured ah oh, yeah it's bad bro yeah i kept her away from baby shark still uh and we're gonna we're gonna try to Move. insulate her from that i mean that, that those types of songs it's just like it's just crack it's like crack cocaine he's not toddlers. learning anything yeah. and it's just like yeah uh it's like a flashing light uh, yeah i guess i learned this week daddy's got it rough yeah that's what i want people to take from this and also i guess i learned about myself i like it when i i hear pain in in vocals i, I guess i get off on that huh <laughs> make sure i lock my bedroom door the next time you Stay over our place. <laughs> Jesus. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of today's podcast, go ahead and subscribe to Losing My Opinion so you never miss a future episode. Uh, you can go ahead and follow Losing My Opinion on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter. X. X. Oh, you know what? I, I forgot to allow an opportunity for plugs here. You got anything you want to plug? Show at Silverstream Studio in jersey montclair on march 9th cool so yeah and uh, i got a new single coming out rebuild the circus i still don't remember if it's on march 1st or march 8th i think it's march 1st uh so if you keep an eye on if you follow uh, niagara moon on spotify or apple music or whatever keep an eye out one of those dates in march you're gonna get yourself a brand new single uh, and certainly uh more to follow from that but yeah yeah, I say. What did I say today? If, if if you really what did you say today? If you really dismiss James Brown, James Brown, if you write him off, you're nuts. And I could be wrong now, but I don't think so. That should have been a scream. <laughs>
That should have been a script. Should I do a take two? Big talk. Should I do a take two? I think you should. Can I hit it and quit it? (laughs) But I don't think so. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Neighbors are gonna tattle on me, man. Can't be. Quavin calls the authorities to finally take you away. I'll say so long, suckers. We'll see you next week. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do do.